All right. Uh, welcome to another episode of Masters of Bodybuilding Podcast. Um, coming to you post my show. Uh, before we even begin, because I know most of you are probably listening to this while you're doing cardio, and if we go longer than 30 minutes, you just shut us off. So, because that's what I do <laughs> when I listen to podcasts. So, I want to announce something real quick, something cool. Um, a giveaway. You may have heard of Tough Wraps, that's T U F F. If not, you need to, especially in the Masters category. So, I have like a part of it nerve damage in my left wrist that I got this past improvement season and hasn't gone away. So, apparently, it's it's permanent. But so I'll. I had different types of wraps because I used to have really bad elbow um, tendonitis, whatever the heck that crap's called. But then I had um, wrist pain and I went through a bunch of cheap stuff. You get like Dick's Sporting Goods and nothing worked. But then I got these tough wraps and I just saw them because I think Terrence Ruffin was wearing them or promoting them. And I'm like, oh, I'll try them. And they come in a bunch of cool colors. Like I... They got millions of colors, so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll try this, and they work. I like now they're in my gym backpack every day. I pretty much use them on every upper body session, and it's helped tremendously. Like the nerve damage, if it's still there, I don't feel it. Um, it's just really great. So, anyways, what we're gonna do, we are gonna give away three villain the 16 inch villain tough wraps wrist wraps any color you want i'm not gonna force like you know a basic black on you if you win i will contact you and and find out which color you want and i'll send it directly to you and we're gonna do this uh we're gonna give away three of them so three of you all can win this really easy to do really easy to enter and, you know, this podcast is in its infancy still. So the chances of you winning what this is pretty, it's, you're probably going to win. All you got to do is do what I'm about to tell you. Super simple. takes two seconds out of your life. And you're probably going to get a, a free, free gift. So why not do it? So all you have to do is whatever platform you're listening to us on, subscribe. Uh, give us a, a review, like a rating how they say, you know, you can rate this podcast on whatever you're listening to. Uh, and then email us at mobbpodcast at gmail.com and let me know you you uh, completed those two tasks. Subscribe, leave a review, and email me. And then on December 1st, I will pick three at random and contact you and find out what color you want and then i'll send it off to you for a nice little christmas present for uh this year so now that's now that that's out of the way uh kylie is with me as always kylie how are you doing i'm doing good did the show it was last weekend yep last weekend finally popped my cherry um it, it was a great experience really was um I will say, so I did my first one, and I think I mentioned this in the other episodes where I had pros come up and tell me, and they said, hey, do as many classes as you possibly can. It's like, as many as you can afford, as many as you can enter. So I did, and I did six classes, and 
It was great, and I got, now I fully understand why they told me to do that, but on the day, oh my God, that was brutal. Because the six classes I had were back-to-back. So um, as soon as I got off stage, literally all I did was, you know, just walk around the curtain, go right back out. And, you know, in classic, you got to do nine um, mandatory poses and comparisons. So six times over. And sometimes in those, those classes, the judges want another look. So you're doubling it. And it was just brutal because, I mean, you're posing as hard as you can, flexing everything from your toes. Oh, here's a good one. People never talk about this. So and I just bring this up because all we do is we hang around bodybuilders all day long and judges and at our gym and locally here. And there's one tip nobody told me about. So I'm going to tell you guys, if you're in one of these um, barefoot categories, women's physique and up, um, in men's, well, I doubt men's physique struggle with this, but men's classic and bodybuilding definitely, you will tear your damn feet up gripping on because in quarter in order to get the separation in your quads and make your quads really get that feathery look whatever and flex them you, you got to kind of like grip the floor with your feet almost like your feet are a pair of hands and twist do the corkscrew which if you have opposing coach i'm sure they told you about that well when you're doing that half the day on that wood stage because we i was on a real stage so i was on a, one of those pop-up you know, portable stages they have at most shows. This was a real auditorium. So by the end, the bottom of my feet were one, calloused from the floor, and two, the muscles were just destroyed. Like still today, it's a week later, I can barely walk. Did your posing coach tell you about that? No, that's what I'm saying. Nobody... He probably didn't even think about it. He probably experienced it too and just... Kind of forget about well, it. and that's why I bring it up because you know it's odd because we've been around so many people, so we we've heard almost everything, but no one warned me about that little tidbit because it was like that day after that night. Oh my god, I could, I was limping everywhere. But anyways, it was a great experience. It was tiresome. It is funny. I, I was just thinking about that. There's uh, one of the reasons I love this sport is the people. So one of the stage handlers who was just off curtain, there was three of them back there, but the the main uh, woman who was right behind the curtain took mercy on me because she could tell like, oh my God, this guy's getting put through it. So she became, because there's three of them you can go to, she's like, look, it's like every time you come off, you just look into my eyes, find me, I'm going to take care of you because you got a long ass show and because... Also, I should say, I made first call-outs on five of the six classes, so especially in finals. That was really confusing because you're supposed to go set your your medal on the table if you're going back out and stack it. But the way my class was set up, I didn't have time. Like, literally, they were calling me back out halfway of me walking out, so that woman was like, Look, just find me, hand me your medal, and then go back out, and I'll take care of it for you. So I really appreciated that. That pup, you know, that somebody was noticing I was struggling. But other than that, uh, 
yeah, I mean, I'm super glad I did it. It was it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I did well for the classes that mattered. Not that none of, some of them don't matter, but you know what I mean. The open, uh, I got second. Uh, masters, second. And then we had a, a veteran that was pretty much every competitor. And then, of course, the novices I was stacked, which I still got first call outs in those too, so that was good. And what did you think about the lights? Stage lights. I honestly liked it. So you'll hear people talk about the way the lights set are set up at some of these shows. It, it It's kind of a weird to explain. Like you think you're going to walk out there. Oh, I'm going to look at the judges and then look at the audience, but I'm going to get nervous. Like that is not it at all. You can't see shit. At yours, but some you can. You can see everything. Well, well, I can't compare it to anything else. But at my show, all I could see was the edge of the stage. That's it. There was literally the light, row of lights up above me, the end of the wooden stage below me, and then a sea of blackness that you couldn't see anything. I couldn't even see the judges, which made it made it easier on a nerves level, but. Also, it's like, okay, I don't even know where the judges are, so I'm not sure where I should be positioning myself. It's like, I assume they're in this general area, so, you know, you just kind of make do. But, yeah, it's the lights are so bright, you can't see anything. So my question, my surprise question to you, is now that you've done your first show, looking back over the last, let's just say since we've known each other, a couple years, what would you have done differently, if anything? What would I done differently over the last couple of years? Yes. Training, nutrition. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Without a freaking doubt. Nutrition. That's the one thing I would think, I think prep taught me is how vital nutrition is. And I think that's what a lot of people... Struggle with, and well, I mean, that is the main difference. I don't care what anybody says, because go to any gym, walk in and look around. You'll see the guy who's in there benching 350, squatting 400, just killing it and just looks like pure dog shit. And it's because of the nutrition. Nutrition is, they used to say, oh, you know, it's 50% nutrition, 50% training bullshit. It's 80% nutrition. 20% training. And that's actually kind of, if you break down the word nutrition to nutrients, it's not even that. It's just the food. Because you can diet on crappy ass food. As long as you're eating under what you need, you can lose weight. Because people have experimented too using like, um, what are those, what are those things that they like, it's not a little Debbie, but it's a, oh, it's a classic old like little cheap dessert thing. And they can be like for years and never change. Twinkies? Yes, Twinkies. <laughs> um, someone dieted on like a Twinkies thing and they lost weight. So it doesn't matter. So nu- nutrition is actually nutrients. Yeah. Nutrients for your body, like real actual healthy food. So if you want to build muscle, you need nutrients because you can build muscle, but it's not going to be... A whole lot if you're not eating right oh yeah I, and exactly and 
so that's why I'm treating this off season completely different. Because before I was by the old bro notion of got to eat big to get big. And like you said, you just eat everything. Pizza, burgers, Twinkies. So you're going to gain 30, 40 pounds of fat. A a few of those pounds might be muscle, but you know you didn't put on 30 pounds of muscle. And you're not going to feel great. The thing is, you're going to feel horrible. Your training's going to suffer. But the worst part is you don't even know it. You don't know it until you go on a prep diet and be like, oh, this is what a human's supposed to feel like. Yeah, that when you lose that <laughs> extra fat, you get more energy. And you eat like clean carbs and protein and cut the fat out and all that sugar nonsense. You're like all of a sudden you just start feeling good and just your body starts just changing and responding to every little thing you do. It, it's That's where the magic is. Everybody thinks the magic somewhere else. It's in the food in your diet and it's not that hard we're not telling you you got to eat chicken and rice every meal just set up your ma- all it is is macros like make sure you you're hitting your carb number your protein number keeping your fat low and that's how you do it so if someone was to ask me that question i wouldn't change anything with my nutrition because i've always been good with yeah yeah hitting protein and I get a lot of vegetables and stuff, but one thing I would have changed was having someone train me for sure. Because look how many years my body never changed at all. I was going to the gym still five, six days a week for years and nothing was changing. So it's huge. You have to actually do something to make the stimulus happen. Otherwise it's not going to. Yeah. You got to find a way to, to uh, push yourself, which the easiest and most effective way to do that is hire a trainer because then you ain't got a choice. Yeah, my trainer, oh my gosh, it's hard. It's so hard. But that's where that, that's why I say that's where that magic happens is in those last few reps where you're done and he's still making you go and spotting you out. That's where those muscle fibers are getting tore up like never before. And then you have your recovery after that, good sleep, and that's where it comes back bigger Stronger. Yeah. Because you, you always surprise yourself. Like today, I did a leg day. And keep in mind, so I've been a week off prep. So have you ever been on this? Have you listened to this? And you've probably done more shows than I did. And you know, that last couple of weeks, it's just, you have nothing. You're running on empty, especially in the gym. It's just brutal. So, you know, you change your stuff up, you're doing more cardio, and your lifts are are not as long as they used to be. So now, I'm reversing that, reversing out of it, cutting the cardio and intensifying the lifting sessions. And it's funny because right now, I'm in such a good mood because I got all this food coming to me again. So I was like in one of the leg presses, and I did 20 reps and it was hard. And I wanted to quit like two times. And I'm like, oh, no, screw that. Three more. Screw that. Three more. And you know what? I got him. And like, oh, this is why you need a freaking trainer. Because I would have stopped six reps ago. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I wasn't like super just amped up and motivated like I was today. On a normal day, I would stop. I feel and, like everybody needs a trainer. Yeah. Because we mentally will not push ourselves to that point. Yeah. So that 
That was your question. See, I thought you were going to ask me something else. What did you think I was going to ask? I thought you were going to ask me what my favorite moment of the uh, show was. No, but you can say it. I will say because it is interesting to me be, just because my favorite moment of that show is, and I don't know if this is God working his magic or something or what it is, but it was my most dreaded moment. And I'm talking about a three-second moment, but it felt like a long time. So um, it was during the the uh, uh, freestyle portion where I, I, you know, I did, I think, 15 classic poses, just strung them together in my um, routine. And one of them I really wanted to do, but I didn't feel like I could was this like twisted um, back pose, like quarter, I don't know what you call it, like a quarter, three-quarter turn back, single by, I don't know. Point is, I didn't think it looked good on me. I struggled with it. I kept practicing. I'm like, oh, I really want to do it. You know, it fits in the flow of this. So I'm just going to do it anyways because who cares? It's my first show. But when I was on stage and I hit that shot, the crowd erupted. And it's like in that moment, it's like you had like this instant feedback that I wasn't expecting. Cause you know, you're up there by yourself and you don't really you're not even really thinking that there's even a crowd there. You're just kinda in your own head. You can't see them anyways. And when I got that instant feedback, it was like super motivating and like made the whole experience like, oh, this is fun. So that was my favorite moment, but other than that, you know, it was the people backstage. Um, everybody was super friendly, as they always are. That's what's great about this sport. And, yeah, I just had a really good time. Can't wait to do it again. So that'll segue into the, what are the future plans? So our plans, and I think we mentioned this before, will be... Um, the Masters National Championship, which is July, week of July 20th through the 24th. It ends with the Masters World Pro Championship. Um, that's a new show and a pretty big deal. Gary Udis has been around promoting it. You've probably seen him in a couple of interviews. Hopefully we can have him on, on this podcast, but... So that's a good, what, six, seven months away. Um, depending on how prep goes, we may pop into the the universe show because that's like two, two or three weeks before that other show. And it's usually somewhere around here when it, within driving distance. It is a lot shorter show. It's not like the, the Masters where that's a full week. That one's only still like two days. Because we both are still nationally qualified for open. So it's just another chance to see it. And like I said, it depends. I'm not going to prep for that show. I don't, Kylie's not going to prep for that show. But if we, you know, you know how it happens. Like, like this, another reason why I wanted to do that, because this show three weeks ago, I almost felt like I looked better than, than the stage. I almost feel like that peak week. Did more harm than good. 
So I have a theory like, well, you know, one of, one of these times I'm going to try to do a show at that four week, three week mark and not peak at all. Just go in normal. Cause, and again, it's like, well, I'll admit so far, at least for this show, it ended up being one of those lucky ones who was ready early. And I know not everybody is that fortunate. Some people just can't lose that last bit to get into single digit territory till the last like two weeks. I was lucky and I got down to like 7.8 four weeks out. Hopefully that happens again. If it does, then I'll, I'll try it. Worst thing that happens is I just, you know, I get stage practice for the next show, which is great. The best thing that could happen is you get a pro card at Universe and then instead of Masters Nationals, you just do the Masters World Championship instead. Same week, so... Uh, so that's it for this week. Uh, we got a lot going on this week. We had like three shows uh, in the D.C. area. We had the Natural um, Nationals yesterday, and then the Battle Royale and Armed Forces Nationals went on today. We had a bunch of friends in those shows. All of them did well, and we congratulate them. Uh, so we'll talk to you next time. Don't forget, if you're still on that elliptical listening to us to leave us that review um subscribe send me email said you completed it and see if you win some tough raps (laughs) 